Welcome to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. My name is Mackenzie Judge and I am obsessed with beauty. On my podcast, we'll talk all things beauty industry from products, launches, trends, routines, business, gossip, and so much more. So prepare to get glossed with loads of content. Now let's get into the episode. Hi guys, I am so excited to bring another episode this week. And this week we are bringing on Allie Grant, who is the founder of Be Social, Be Social Group. Hi, Allie. Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited that you're joining me today. I have followed you for quite the long time, I feel like, and also Be Social. So I'm excited to kind of chat a little bit about the business and how you founded it and all the things. But if you kind of want to give us a little bit of a background on who you are and maybe like a little introduction on the social group and kind of just like generically what it is before we really dive into it. Yeah, of course. Um, well, you said it perfectly. Um, <laughs> my name is Allie Grant. Um, I am the founder of Be Social. Um, I started the company about nine years ago. Um, and today, I know it's crazy. It's really wild. I How was older. You do you mind? <laughs> no, you can totally ask. Because you look so I young. <laughs> I know. So I was like, can you ask that question? I don't know. I know. Um, but yes, I'm totally fine with that. I'm 33. Um, so yeah, I started it at 24. So I was a baby, um, with like very (laughs) little like experience, professional experience, which had its benefits and its negatives, uh, which we can get into later. Um, but be social is an influencer agency. Um, we help brands with their influencer strategy, Um, so sending out product, helping them with events, basically anything that gets influencers talking about a brand, that's what we do. Um, and then we have another side of our business, which is literally the flip side where we represent the influencers and we help them with their strategy, um, and how they can connect with brands and basically 360 help them monetize and grow and really, um, you know, make influencing their full-time business and career. That's amazing. So you were 24, I'm 22 Mm -hmm. and I feel like a baby. (laughs) So that's, (laughs) I cannot even like think of starting my own agency in two years. That's crazy. But I feel like nine years ago, influencers weren't really like, at least from like my remembrance, were not Mm -hmm. like as popping as they are now. So like, Mm -hmm. how did you kind of come up with Be Social and where did the idea come from? Because I feel like you were way ahead of the curve with that because it definitely was not as like pop culturized as it is now. No, totally. I mean, it's like, it's, yeah, you're right. It's almost like mainstream, right? The whole entire influencer and creator economy, like everyone knows what an influencer influencer is today. I mean, you have influencers at the Met Gala, like that is just completely different today. Um, But yeah, like reverse nine years ago, it's quite different. Like the word influencer creator, like not really in the vocabulary whatsoever. Um, We typically use the word blogger and that's really what these people were. They were, they had a website and they were blogging Um, and maybe they had like a Facebook and a Twitter um, to supplement that content. Instagram was like just ramping up. Um, and people are starting to use it to, you know, monetize and more like a brand. Um, so we started seeing like a spike in use for that, but no, it was not really a thing like it was, or it is today. 
Um, so it was a little bit of like a learning curve. Um, and so a lot of times when I was first starting, like getting brands interested in influencer marketing for like the first year or two was like, I had to teach them on what it is and what it meant and what they could get out of it. And then a couple of years later into the business, like that's how the company grew because everyone was like, I need influencer marketing. And it was like, the timing was perfect. So it like completely shifted. That's amazing. So when you say like blogger in the beginning, were you kind of getting more of like, just like lifestyle bloggers or beauty bloggers or what was like the OG influencer, I guess. Cause I'm like, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's kind of crazy. I would say mommy bloggers were like the biggest thing back then. So that was, and that was a lot of what I was working with. So I was working with some fashion brands, some fitness and lifestyle brands. And so we would get these mommy bloggers to come and essentially take content um, and like cover it. Like they would be like a reporter or an editor or something like that. So that was kind of the main focus at first. Um, I actually had some friends that were sort of, starting to blog and starting to get into the influencer, um, world. And that's kind of where I got the idea to really make this a a business because I essentially was consulting them and helping them and, you know, navigating sort of some ideas and things like that for them for free, just, you know, as a friend, um, and something clicked inside of me of like, Oh wait, I should probably make this a business because a, I'm good at it. I feel like B, this is going to pop off. Um, and so I, I did, I just literally like created my LLC and like got things together and launched a website and like, here I was owning, a, owning yeah. a business. <laughs> That's crazy. That's so cool though. I like that story because it's mm-hmm. just so different and organic and all the things, but so mm-hmm. we kind of touched on how like the bloggers have turned into the influencers and how that space has kind of changed but this is kind of a beauty podcast. So I kind of want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about the beauty influencer. How have you seen the influencer space in relation to beauty change over the last couple of years? Because I feel like that has been a whole world in itself. Mm-hmm. And that's primarily like what we work in today. So we represent a bunch of beauty influencers. We work with a bunch of beauty brands and represent a bunch of beauty brands. I think beauty and fashion are the two categories that were at the forefront of influencer marketing. So they were the first to start sending products to bloggers. They were the first to start spending money with influencers. So they were really at the top of the game. Um, and that has allowed them to evolve because they've been in it like since the beginning. Um, and I think what's so great. And so how it has evolved is like from video content. So it started out with like still photography or like a blog post into like YouTube tutorials. And now we have like reels and TikTok. And so I think that's really what we're seeing now is all these beauty brands looking for influencers to create content for the consumers to view that like really showcases results or how it works and all of those things, which works so great in beauty, obviously. Right. And I think it's so crazy to think that like, I mean, obviously YouTubers still do this, but we used to have like 30 to 45 minute, like YouTube tutorial mm-hmm. on how to do like a makeup look. And now it's like that same video just sped up in a 30 <laughs> second reel. And it's like, we could have saved so much time and effort and editing. And it's like, it's just crazy to think like how it's changed and how, big the space really is and really Mm -hmm. how anyone can be noticed nowadays too, I feel Mm -hmm. like is really crazy, especially on TikTok and with the reels. 
Um, but I think that's just like, so, so interesting. So a lot of influencers create their own brands now, which is a big, Mm -hmm. big thing. I feel like anyone and everyone can do it, which is amazing. But what is Mm -hmm. your take on it as someone who's been so immersed in the industry for such a long time now? Yeah. I mean, I think it makes perfect sense. I think it's like, well, I'm an influencer. I'm literally creating content and helping another brand get more sales every single day. Like, why don't I do this myself? I have all the resources and tools for it to be successful. So I feel like it's such a no brainer. I mean, I think nowadays it's super inundated and super competitive. It's almost like every influencer and celebrity is launching a brand. So I think it's becoming harder and harder. Um, But I I think what I, I love about it is like, it allows people to be an entrepreneur and I think it makes perfect sense and to monetize in a way that's, you know, not just from brand deals and not just related to their social media. Um, but what I don't like about it is I think, you know, people just turning out brands because they can, you know, I think it's, Mm -hmm. if you're going to do it, like make sure you're bringing something to market. That's a need. Um, don't just do it quick and fast. Like I'd love to see more like sustainable brands in the space and things like that. So, um, I don't know. I think what we're probably going to see is people just like launching brands and then, you know, them not being able to withstand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's it's definitely like hard to watch a lot of like, you know, there's like a lot of white labeling happen. And I know a lot Mm -hmm. of these influencers and, you know, celebrities can afford to do it. Um, Mm -hmm. But yeah, I definitely appreciate the entrepreneur who is very concerned about the consumer and what the consumer Mm -hmm. wants and is involved and in the lab and working on all of these things organically, yeah. not so much just like, let's throw out another product to, you know, make another sale, but more like, okay, mm-hmm. well, what does the consumer need? And what is she missing in her makeup bag or in her mm-hmm. skincare routine that could be beneficial to the community? So I totally agree with you there, but kind of segueing off of that, what are some of your current favorite beauty trends you're seeing on social media? Hmm. Beauty trends. I mean, I am not like a big makeup girl. Like I wear very little makeup and I feel like we're seeing more natural makeup seen in like content now. Like it used to be like the baking and the full face of makeup and like the really like drawn in eyebrows. And so I never really related to that content because I was like, there's no way I have the talent to do that nor the time. Um, So I do like to see more like natural fresh face makeup being part of the content I'm seeing. I mean, it's probably because like reels and TikTok are so smart now. They like serve you the content you want to see. But I feel like generally that's more of where content is going for creators. So love seeing that. And I do just like, I love short form content. Like I save so many different videos now that are about makeup or skincare. And like, it's just like, I can't even imagine, like you said earlier, like watching this like 40 minute tutorial when you can now literally get it in 30 seconds. So I've been loving that. (laughs) Yeah, no. And I really think going back to like more natural beauty right now, Mm -hmm. nowadays, I feel like brands are kind of starting to see that as well. And we're not Mm -hmm. seeing so many, like, for example, we're not seeing so many like crazy gold shimmery, Mm -hmm. like, you know, highlighters and purple highlighters. We're seeing more of your natural, like champagne, rose gold colors. And same thing with like eyeshadow palettes. We're not seeing so many crazy blues and greens and purples anymore. It's Mm -hmm. just like staples for your everyday 
bronzies and, you know, smoky yeah. looks and things like that. So I also think that. that, um, people are being more open on like sharing tips and tricks. Like I feel like talking about like fillers and Botox was so taboo, but I feel like yes. people are being much more open and transparent with the work they're doing or the things they do. And I feel like that has been also so helpful Yeah, <laughs> because it's like, you're like, wait, why does she look so good? Okay. Got it. But that's the filler she's got. <laughs> now it makes sense. Now it makes sense. That's so funny. So I well, appreciate kind of, that. <laughs> yeah, no, me too. I think like people are finally not so afraid afraid to be open about it, which I know it's always probably going to be somewhat of a controversial, you know, topic, Mm -hmm. but I'm happy that people are kind of like expanding their horizons, but going back for a second on when you were talking about, um, saving a ton of things on social, I do this too. So in the world of, you know, PR and all the things that you do, do you think that that is really what helps is making, and creating like savable and shareable content because I know the Instagram algorithm always changes and no Mm -hmm. one can ever really figure it out. (laughs) But I think likes and comments are great, but I think they're kind of like dead to the algorithm. I think it's really more about like shareable and savable content, but I want to hear from you as like an insider of all these. Yeah, Yeah. no, definitely. And I think that's so smart of you to bring that up because whenever I have a influencer client, that's like, I'm just so burnt out. I don't know what to post. Like, I don't know what people want anymore. No one's liking X, Y, and Z. I always have them go back and look at what their saved content is and their top saved content. And then I say like, look at what that is. And then recreate that because there's a reason people are saving that and you might not get likes and comments on it, but like, who cares? The saving piece is also extremely important. And allegedly it is important for the algorithm to like boost your content for more views and impressions and things like that. But I think it's a good way to determine what your following likes to see from you. Um, And I think too, it's obviously like a mix of, you know, shareable content to engaging content. Like it's all across the board. Um, But I think that's always something you should look at as a creator. Right. So for your typical beauty influencer, what are some recommendations of content you would like think of them to have create? Mm -hmm. Well, I think obviously, like we talked about already is just video, like bite-sized video content made for reels, made for TikTok. And they're a little bit different, right? Content for reels, I think can be more um, like vibey and Pinteresty and a little bit more that way where TikTok it's, you know, there's a certain um, thing you need for that as well. And they are different. Like while you can post what you have on your reels to your TikTok, maybe it's a little bit about like changing the cover photo or the music you put to it. Um, cause I think for TikTok, there's just like a few different things you need to like think about to go viral. Um, and then I think too, like if you are, you know, doing makeup, hair, skin, like, you know, sometimes just static content that is savable yeah. is important too. So whether that's like a close up um, face look or whatever it might be. I think people also really like that, you know, in the caption, you're tagging exactly what you use, the brand, the shade, the, you know, all of those things. It's not just like a tap tag, right? Like you need to describe exactly what those things are, um, for the consumer. 
Yeah, I totally agree. There's nothing worse than when someone has like the perfect lip color and they didn't tag it and yes. they don't respond <laughs> to comments and you're like, what is it? Like, I want to buy it. And yeah, what you're exactly. Wearing. exactly. Yeah, no, totally agree. Well, I like to ask everyone, what is your current skincare routine? Because I live for the skincare routines. Yeah, no, I mean, so do I. I've been into skincare since I was so young, thanks to my mom. And like, I'm so thankful now. She never let me go in the sun or lay out when I was younger. So <laughs> I'm really thankful for that now. Yes. <laughs> I didn't understand it then. Like, you're like, you know, mom, like, I don't care about wrinkles. Yeah. You're like, <laughs> like God bless. Yeah. God bless. Exactly. God bless. Um, yeah. So I think that was been like the key for me is like staying out of the sun in sunscreen every single day. I use super goop, um, everyday sunscreen. I think it's like SPF 30, um, which is amazing. And then I'm really into IS clinical. Um, and mm -hmm. it's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. So like their face wash, their lotion. Um, I just really like that stuff. It's super like clean and I don't know, it doesn't make me break out, but still moisturizing. Um, and then obviously tons of eye cream, um, <laughs> or <Yeah>. retinol. <laughs> I use Shawnee Darden's retinol, okay. um, which I absolutely love. Um, but I honestly think it's like staying out of the sun and drinking a lot of water and getting enough sleep are probably the best beauty tips I would say. Um, but yeah, IS clinical is great. I love it. Yeah, no, they're, that's really good. I was introduced to them at a facial actually. And I was, I had, oh, yeah. of it, mm -hmm. and I was like, oh my gosh. And she sent me home with all these samples and I was like, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but Another really good brand is, um, and it's more like in the trade, it's like, um, it's called Environ and they mm -hmm. make a really good vitamin C lotion. Um, my skincare girl is like obsessed with them as well. Um, and they make this revival mask which is Ooh. so good. Like you use that like once or twice a week, like put it on and sleep with it. Like I'm telling you, your skin looks like so tight and fresh and like clean. It's hard to explain, but it's amazing. Oh, so it's a high, it's a hydrating mask, right? You sleep with yeah. it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ooh, I want to try that. I'll have to look that yeah. up. It's a good one. <laughs> yes. Do you have any other like favorite beauty must-haves at the moment? I always am like, I, I have know. 75 mm. things you need to buy right now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love my new face, like the contouring um oh, facial yes. device. Do you use the yeah. Trinity? Um, I, I think I have the Trinity. It's the one that has like the different attachments. Um, and I will use that like I try to do it every day because they say consistency is like key for yes. it to work. But right. I will like notice it working um like right away. I don't know, like I love I do session. Yeah. yeah. No, I, so I am good. a big fan. I feel like, yeah, yeah consistency is key. I, I will say, I think you have to like kind of keep up with it and do it mm -hmm. often to keep mm -hmm. the results. But I do like same thing, even with like a gua sha, sometimes I'm like, my face looks a little more lifted. Like, okay. Oh, do you do that? Does it work for you? I can't quite understand. Like I can't figure it out. I need to watch like, a tutorial or something on it, but <laughs> I well, So like at first, when I first started doing it, I mean, I bought one like right when it came out to be, I mean, they've been around forever, but right when it got like trendy, I was like, I need one. And so I bought one and would just, you know, like kind of like put it on my face and like, I didn't really get it either. Not until mm -hmm. I watched, who did I watch? 
I don't remember who I watched, but someone mm-hmm. had such a good tutorial where like, obviously she used an oil and she would like mm-hmm. scrape, like scrape the cheekbone up and do like this little wiggle motion up at the top okay. and then drag it down the neck. Okay. I don't know if the wiggle motion is what got it for me or what, Yeah. but since I started doing that little trick, I've noticed such a difference. So it's literally mm-hmm. just like a scrape from bottom of the cheekbone up to the top little wiggle and then like drag it down your neck. So like draining everything down. Okay. I don't know. And I use the, um, I have the herbivore gua sha. I really like that one because Mm. it has like, it's more of like a heart shape. It just like jawline really well, but that, okay, you might know, have to I send like me it. that video. <laughs> yes, I need to find it. It's saved somewhere. See, I saved it on yeah. Instagram. It's prime example. But another yes. thing too is um, I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Light Stim. It's like a um, so it emits like wavelengths of like light essentially, oh, um, nice. and it can be used for wrinkles, acne. Um, I've been like dying to try one, but I see like a bunch of videos on social. Um, but it's like that red light thing. Yeah. 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 So I I need one of those too. Yes. I want (laughs) to try that too. I know I saw someone put it like over acne and it was like zapping it. And I was like, Oh my God. So crazy. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like the zip. I don't know if you've heard of the zip. That's Mm -hmm. kind of like new face, right? Yeah. 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 Like the micro and nano currents. I really like Mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. I have a ton. Vanity planet has a lot of really like just good, like, oh, they honestly, do. Honestly, like, like, like the rant, facial like random tools. Oh, yes, the steamer. Mm-hmm. I love theirs. I also like um, Dr. Dennis Gross has a really good facial steamer. Mm. Like you can just get his at Sephora. Like it's, I think it's in like most Sephoras. I think that's right. Oh, I like his daily peel pads. Those are like mm, so yes. good if you use those like twice a week. Yep. I love, yeah, I love a peel pad too. Oh, love. <laughs> I could go on. I'm like, I could go on and on all day, but I know, so I know. And I think that like is a big part of social media, right? It's like all these secrets and tips and tricks are now like at the surface and people know about them. And like, yes. these are things kind of no one really knew about. And I think everyone's talking about their, you know, beauty routines and what you need and don't need. And I like, I just love digesting that content because it's so helpful. Yes. Yes. I was talking to someone about that the other day is like the consumer is more educated now more than ever. So it's like people actually finally care about ingredients and what's in their products and how to use Mm -hmm. them. And it's not so much just like slap this on because the packaging was cute. I mean, I love a good packaging, but (laughs) I also want to make sure. Yes. I'm like, Oh, it's pink. Okay. Sold. (laughs) (laughs) I also like to make sure it's working and has a good lineup of ingredients and all the things, but I could seriously chat about this stuff all day. It's awful. It's probably (laughs) such a bad habit, but I it's a costly habit. <laughs> I know that too. It's expensive. At the end of the day, I'm like, I do not need another serum. Yes, I do. No, I don't. Yes, yeah. I do. I'm like, oh God. But so so funny. Maybe we'll do a part two of just about products. Yes. And seriously. what we use all day, every day. But so, like I mentioned earlier, I've been following you on social for a while. And I also follow Becca. I know you guys are best friends. I have oh, yeah. to ask because I die. What the heck is with Randy Klein. <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, yeah. So I guess for people listening, uh, Becca is a client of Be Social. Becca Tilly. Uh, she's a social influencer, and we've been working with her for um, oh my god, like six or seven years now. And then just working together is how we met. 
Um, and we just became really close friends. Cause I think what's interesting about when you're helping someone in this capacity is like, you have to talk every single day. Like you're going to events together, you're texting all day. Like there's just so much interaction. Um, so we were traveling together for work, like all this stuff. And we just like completely hit it off and we're both so, so silly. Um, and I think part of her evolving on her social media was she, she's very funny. And so kind of coming up with these fun, little interesting skits for her reels and TikTok. Um, and part of that brainstorm, actually, no, that isn't how it, so this was actually phase two. Originally how Randy and Klein came about was just from Halloween. Like we needed a random oh Halloween costume. Oh my God, costume. Wait, that's so funny. Yeah, we did a that's girl's like, trip That to reminds like me of like the meme. Like there's two different types of girls on yes. Halloween. That's, that's the meme. Oh my God, that's so Yes, funny. so we go to this Halloween party um, and we like, we walk in truly. It's like when the Lindsay Lohan walks in and meet girls to the party <laughs> where she's like so ugly and everyone's like so cute. That was literally it. So there's like all these like really cute girls in like cute little Halloween costumes. And we just arrived. There's like seven of us all dressed as men. And we walk in, so everyone's funny. like staring at us. Like, what the heck? Like, are those men? Um, oh my God. Wait, wait, we're confused. Yeah. So that's how it originally started. And we just kind of shared it on the, our social that night and people just like died over it. Yeah. Um, so then we were brainstorming like, you know, more content ideas for her to like post and things like that. So she's been like really good about like bringing him back into her content because people just like think it's funny and it is really funny. So I'm sure you'll see more of it. It's so funny. Yeah. So for anyone who says they can't come up with content ideas, you're lying because (laughs) there are ideas out there. Yeah. You can literally do anything and it's so funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And for those of you that are confused AF right now, Allie and Becca (laughs) dress up like Randy and Klein and just do Instagram. You guys have your own Instagram page, right? Like Randy and Klein. Yeah. We just started that. I think it's, yeah, I think it's just at Randy and Klein. Um, but basically they're just, you know, two guys. Um, I don't even (laughs) really know how to explain it. They're just, funny guys and you need it's to follow them to understand it. <laughs> yeah. If, if you're having a bad day, just go watch. Yeah. <laughs> just go, it'll, it'll brighten you up. Yeah, so funny. exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. So funny. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Ali. I had such a fun time chatting with you about all kinds of different things, but yeah, it's great. Yes. It was so much fun, but where can people connect with you personally and where can they follow be social as well as if they're in Mm -hmm. the market to start working with be social, how does that kind of work? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I have an Instagram It's just at Allie grant, A L I grant. Um, and then be social is at be social group. Um, and then if you know, you're an influencer looking to get more information about what we do and how we can help your career, um, you can email us at represent at besocialgroup.com. Um, and typically that process is, you know, getting to know about you, what your goals are, uh, looking at your analytics and insights, um, and just kind of taking the conversation from there. Yeah. Awesome. That's exciting. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. I had so much Of course. Thank you. Chat soon. Thank you. Chat soon. Thanks for tuning in to the Blondie Beauty Podcast. Like what you hear? Don't forget to rate and subscribe for new episodes every week featuring the latest beauty news. Stay glossy until next time. Mwah.